Welcome to the fucking show. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? And we have a hell of a guest for you. But before we shoot it over to her, shoot it over to my brother from another mother, my other half. Brett, what's going on, baby? Not much, dude. Not much. I'm pumped for this guest today. We've been, we, I've, you've been, uh, hyping up up to me all week so i'm excited to get this pod going we had to um we had to play some chell before to like get rid of the jitters because we're like oh, this is like a real like yes yeah. to have one. we got we got one of the pros on yeah yeah so <laughs> but yeah with, i mean as you guys probably already know from the title of the podcast we got marina on from uh from barstool host of Garden Grizzlies. I was about to say Marina's morning skate. So <laughs> Did a little one. rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. How's the summer going? Not much. Thanks for having me. I actually haven't talked to Bruins in a while, so this will be a little bit therapeutic, I guess, to talk to you guys. <laughs> so thanks for having me on. That was quite a tire pump. I love yeah, it. I, I wanted to make sure I had actually listened to your late and didn't because I haven't been listening to many podcasts lately, not even like Spit and Chicklets. And I'm only subscribed to probably like 10. And I want to make sure I didn't miss one of yours, but like I think your last one was no. A while I've been, ago, right? I've yeah. been down in the dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't blame like that. you. I I did some soul searching. I, and look I at that. You come on only day. Bruins to let it all out. Look <laughs> yeah. at that. Look at like, that. I, we're blessed. Uh, it's almost end of July. Like once August comes around and it's like, all right, the rookie showcase is going to happen in September. You got preseason and all that. So it's starting to ramp yeah. back up, but I'm still in my little just can't believe how it fucking ended. It still but... hurts to talk about time. To time. Like, yeah. like I was, oh, man, I watched game seven in fucking RA stomping grounds, Warren Tavern. And what an atmosphere that was. I was waiting for him to pop in out of nowhere, but I think he went to that game. But yeah, he was probably wearing Florida Panthers merch. <laughs> I, <laughs> but man, I that place got so quiet. I was down. I mean, when we had to record the next episode, that fucking hurt. And it hurt. So I mean, it still kind of hurts. I mean, thankfully, we had free agency, a little bit of a distraction. Um, and well, it's like they they followed up pain with other pain. They traded Hall the second they could. Like it was yeah. like it was like we didn't even have a second to breathe. And the next thing you know, like Hall's going out the door with Felino, another fan fan favorite. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, that that kind of stung. Just because I mean, you kind of figured Hall. I guess I was going to ask you this question second, Marina. But how were you stunned, and how were your feelings towards this Hall trade? Not stunned just because you look at his role and kind of what he was making and where he was in the lineup. Um, I guess stunned a little bit just because 
the year that they had and how he played in the playoffs, especially like I think he had like half a knee by the end of it too. Like I think he was playing hurt and how well he did in that situation anyways. And then you come and we knew that the Bruins were going to be in cap hell. Like you knew that no matter what. And so I was more surprised that a lateral move didn't follow it. I was very high on Bertuzzi. I was like, oh, like, okay, this is just freeing up room for Bertuzzi. I could have stomached that better. But for it to just be a pure cap dump and knowing what it is now, I think you probably could have gotten a better return for that. Like, I think it just being a pure money return, um, I guess not completely, not completely didn't get anything, but just for what they got, I think that Sweeney could have done a little better job knowing now kind of how the roster unfolded. The the craziest thing to me is that the former MVP got traded for nothing. nothing. Like absolutely yeah. nothing at all. And it's I mean, just that's like, essentially how we got him too. No offense. Yeah. Well, he for- and and that's what sucks, right? He forced his way here. He literally signed the contract. But what's even more insane is that it's been rumored that Don Sweeney didn't even offer him the year prior the, when he was a UFA and he could have had him for nothing, I think. And he would have came to Boston. Um, I think that's crazier than him forcing his way here. Like he clearly mm. wanted to be here and Sweeney said, no, no, didn't even offer him anything. And he was such a good soldier, just chilling yeah. on the third yeah. line, helped Frederick shape his game. Like him and Coyle had instant chemistry. And then you saw like the Boston sports media, obviously you see the articles coming out. Like is Taylor Hall, like, was it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. It's like everything we got from Taylor Hall was uh, like man he was such a good soldier for us it just sucks it ended the way it did like he should have had a cup with us i don't know he just what he did for the organization the way he just wanted to be here he loved the city of boston loved his teammates got into the culture it felt like he was waiting for this his whole career if that makes sense and that's why it stings more like i said you know how the season ended and how everything unfolded and now especially during the summer it's like all right like you knew it wasn't going to be the same team but for it to really not be the same team and i think hall would have been a guy that kind of could have molded some of these younger guys but they were so tight up against the cap something had to give um i mean we can get into it later but i think a couple defensemen could have went first mm-hmm. i mean one of forbort one of Grizzlick, one of zaboral like i think you know you could have made the math work in other ways i think sweeney did a good job in free agency when it came to bargain shopping because he had no other choice. Um, but yeah, the Hall one stung just because I was so high on Bertuzzi and I wanted him to stay, especially mm-hmm. with his chemistry with Pasternak. And so for that not to work out, yeah. just it's an extra, it just stings extra hard. I'm literally and looking at my screensaver. Oh, sorry, Boos. No, I was just saying, and the fact they went to Toronto too. I'm, I'm literally looking at my screensaver of McAvoy, Zaka, Pasta, and Bertuzzi hugging. When they yeah. scored that goal against <laughs> Carolina, that dirty goal that uh, Zaka scored. But yeah, it's it, like you said, Don Sweeney did what he could, I guess, in free agent. Like like you said, we had to go bargain shopping. The money's next year. We like yeah. you had to do what you had You're to do. You're almost punting on this year a little bit and kind of hoping, you know, Krejci and Bergeron come back and then, you know. Well, and then maybe figure something out, but then, yeah. but then you're also in the last year, Brad Marchand. If you're punting this year, I know next year, so yeah, it almost feels like a waste. Be weird. Yeah, yeah. you don't kinda... want to waste his years, especially for that contract that he has. Like, it's right. such a good contract. Oh. You, you have to imagine that Marchand's going to come back better than last year. Obviously, obviously, it took him way longer than he anticipated, than probably the team anticipated, but. 
I mean, seemed frustrated most of yeah, the year. He definitely got frustrated with his time with his play at times because I mean he was snake bitten forever. What was that goal drought that he went through too? Yeah, it was like fourteen games. Like that's, that's a long like time. That, yeah. You know how Marshy is. He's a competitor. You know that mm-hmm. was eating at him too. So yeah, but it's just I, I don't know. Like I'm not surprised by the salary dump at all but i thought like i agree with you there marina like you 100 could have gone more like at least i feel like hall former mvp winner the season that he had i mean i get it that he was injured kind of towards the end of the season but you kind of tie felino in there too not that they just got his rights and not that he probably had much value but like you have i i would have thought for sure you would have gone like a second or third round draft pick for that for hall Something. at least yeah at least you're getting yeah. two guys who are fringe NHL players at best. I like Ian Mitchell only like, like I think like, but at the same time, like you also have, you signed Sean Kirk. What are you doing with the Like, mm-hmm. I think they have eight defensemen right now. Like something's got to give on the back end there. And I like Ian Mitchell's, his connection with Jim Montgomery. I think that's going to help. So I don't think it was yep. a complete wash, but I think just knowing what we know now, I think Sweeney probably could have gotten something a little sweeter for Hall. He might have had to wait closer to the start of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it just stings all around in it, and it really just goes back to the season ending and how it yeah. ended, and it just it just it just sucks having that caliber of a team and it's going to be a completely different year but i go back to like everyone was supposed to be hurt and the bruins were going to miss the playoffs last summer like mm-hmm. mcavoy grizzlick marchand all coming off surgeries yeah so i'm not surprised i'm not getting too high in this team i'm not getting too low in them because i i'm kind of thinking you know same thing as last summer people were saying they weren't going to make the playoffs so who knows what will happen and it's so weird because we went into the season being underdogs quote unquote and then it quickly changed when we went like whatever it was, like 17 and one. Yeah, 20 games in. It was like, yeah. all right, this team's awesome. Exactly. And then it's I think it's gonna be kind of exciting this year to be like a legit, legit underdog. Like you never know. JVR could pop off and put up 25 goals this year. I'm not <laughs> saying it's gonna happen, but like you know yeah, what I, I mean? Think like his presence on the power play will be huge. Like I think mm-hmm. he's a net front guy, kind of like it'll DeBrusque. be great for DeBrus. I think, yeah, I think exactly. Like I, I, I don't mind that signing. It's just funny. He told me back in May that James Van Riemsdyk and Milan Lucic were going to be on the Bruins and Taylor <laughs> Hall and Tyler Bertuzzi were not going to be like, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> and I guess yeah. saying Kevin Shattenkirk too, a former. Yeah, Sh- add Shattenkirk too. Like, is yeah. this 2015? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, in 2015, we'd win a cup. This would be, <laughs> we'd, oh, we'd be a fucking crushing. wagon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we were a wagon last year, but we don't have to talk about. It. I guess we can uh, name this uh, episode "Therapy Sessions with Marina" because it's, it's, it's really, yeah, really, yeah, is really my is. therapy at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to talk through it. Yeah, no, it's uh, and and that kind of. I mean, so I I know obviously how we've talked about it on the podcast before. I know you're a fan of him, and I wasn't a fan of bringing back Lucic, but then Herring Hater. Him, Hater, <laughs> hearing, hearing him, well, I just thought at the time I'm like, okay, like this is going to stop guys like Lauku, Beecher, maybe. I mean, I know Beecher's a centerman, but these young guys coming up potentially. But then hearing him on, I think he was on John Scott's podcast. Mm-hmm. John, did I say that? Drop John them Scott. on, yeah, yeah drop I, the bits, drop them. No, or drop gloves, the, drop the gloves. Sorry, the gloves, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, um, him having two first names throws me off too. Uh, <laughs> 
you hear what he has to say and then like you just hear him kind of open up more and how much it actually meant to him i'm like okay fuck i'm getting a little teary-eyed over here like this like this guy wanted he never wanted to leave boston obviously you got to get your ticket that ticket wasn't here he got paid too he got paid yeah and it's just you feel bad for him that he couldn't have played his whole career here i mean no offense to lucic like it worked out better for the Bruins not having him, but man, he's just going to be so electric when <laughs> um, I, one's opening night. I don't even remember the date, but come opening night, man, the garden's going to be fucking buzzing. Like he's just going to rip everyone's head off. Like he's going to, it's going to be like a solid 10 to 12 minutes from him every single night. And I'm excited for that. How are you feeling? Like, do you think <laughs> someone put a tweet out to, of his over under at like nine and a half goals. So I'll ask you guys this. Well, I'll ask you first, Marina. What are your thoughts on Lucic coming back for the deal that he came back in? And do you are you hammering the over or under on nine and a half? I'm hammering the over. I think <laughs> I give me the over any day. Just make that I, money. It's so yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's one of those things where it's like you're so depressed about how the season ending, but then it's like a fan favorite comes back. Centennial season, you're getting new jerseys. You're going to see Lucic in a brand new jersey. You know, try and and give whatever he has left. And I think he does have, have some stuff in the tank left. Um, it's just funny the way it worked out, man. And it's just like, when I saw this that tweet, that original tweet by whatever reporter out in I don't know if it was Calgary, Winnipeg or whatever. I was just like, no fucking way. And then for it to kind of snowball into, no, like he's coming back for sure. I was like, all right. I was just convincing myself. Like, all right, (laughs) let's go. Let's do it. I'm all in on this. Like at this point, who gives a shit anyways? Because historic season just went down the strain. Might as well bring back all my favorite (laughs) players and see what happens. Um, So I'm, I'm fired up for it. If it's the right amount of money, the right amount of years. So if anything, if he's not up to what he's at, then, you know, they'll have some other guys. They just signed Jesper Volkquist, um, you know, but I'm I'm manifesting him over 10 goals for sure. I think it's just going to be great to see him back. And he, he yeah. loves the city so much. And, and it's a guy who's really prided himself on wearing that spoke to be. And that more than anything gets you excited. Then you remember the Jacobs will will rake on his jersey sales and the oh, centennial yeah. season and all that stuff, like distracting you from maybe Bergeron and Krejci retiring. So <laughs> it's kind of funny how everything unfolded. But I'm I, at this point, like I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, He's and be the highest selling jersey by far for the Bruins. I think far. like I even if Bergeron comes be up back, there. yeah, like She's it's gonna, gonna be, be up there. You're gonna go to game at td garden you're just gonna see everyone in the new jerseys rocking lucic dude the funniest <laughs> thing is i get to pull my old ones out that's the best yeah i actually do have an old one as much as i should i still gotta find it but i'm pretty sure marina has a fat head of him too right yeah she's... i think it's like in my attic or something i gotta pull it out <laughs> i remember so seeing that picture when you posted it i'm like okay she's jacked. i showed him that picture too the he had like a welcome home party for like season ticket holders oh and I saw the, the bruins had invited me and so we chatted a little bit about him coming back he like talked about how chicago offered bar money basically everything he said on john scott's podcast um didn't allude either way to crazy or bergeron um mm-hmm. And tight, I showed, I showed yeah. him that picture and we kind of laughed about 
how like security even let me bring that to games because it's so <laughs> fucking big. <laughs> like that's just an absolute A distraction. B, it's massive. C, I probably could have used it as a weapon. It was so big. Yeah. So we were kind of <laughs> laughing at that. But he's just so fired up to be back, man. And you could tell, I could tell that he wanted to come back um, at the deadline last year, but the Bruins couldn't, couldn't make it work. I yeah. mean, that would have been. That would have been electric else. for oh. that run. Holy that shit. That would have been something else. Were you surprised? Were you either of you guys surprised to hear how many offers he had on the team? Or well, not offers, no. how many calls he got? No, because a lot no. of teams need to get to the cap floor. I think. I think you have yeah. some, you know, bottom dwellers that are willing to offer guys more money. That's why you saw Felino got what he got. Yeah, get that bag. Um, Jesus, yeah, yeah, good for him. So I, I wasn't that surprised, and I think teams always kind of want you know big beefy, you know, forwards. So I think. I mean, hopefully it'll work out here. It's a new look fourth line. I think he'll probably, I mean, assuming Bergeron comes back, maybe he'll be with Morgan Geeky on the fourth line. Uh, maybe Patrick Brown, you know, maybe one of Boquist or Greer. I think it's going to be an interesting new fourth line. It's going to be yeah. a new identity bottom six or kind it's of be a younger bottom six. That kind younger of excites me, six. though, to be honest. Yeah. We've I been see harping what these kids on, are made want, of. Yeah, yeah, we want a kid line in in a sense like mm-hmm. the rate obviously not as skilled, but yeah, they got look they got lucky <laughs> winning the lottery two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. But, but like, I was really hoping. I mean, there's still hope for it, but like guys like Beecher. I mean, not necessarily Lysel, but maybe Merkulov. I don't know. Like I Lapo, think I, Steen, I think you Kentley. see those guys get games this year for sure. Oh, like they'd be crazy not to. At this point, at some point, you got to see what these guys can do. Yeah, like, yeah. Beach is a first round pick. I mean, I, I know he was a late first round pick, but you still got to see what he's capable of doing. I mean, you got Lori too. He finally, like, he's sitting there waiting, kind of. Beach and McLaughlin aren't kids it. anymore. Oh, either. McLaughlin too. I forgot about McLaughlin. Yeah. I mean, he they're was not buzzing. kids, man. He was buzzing in the preseason and his time up the season before. I was kind of shocked to see that it, I think it ended up obviously being the right call, but. He didn't have that good of it, or that's he had a decent season down in Providence, but picked it up thought, in the second half. You kind of thought he would pop off the whole season, though, from just building off the momentum and everything that he had the season prior. I mean, the guy's got fucking quads the size of my body, too. So <laughs> the one thing I think I'm it's really interesting. Ex- sorry to cut you off. No, I no, think no. it's just interesting that these guys are resigning for one year deals. So I think you know, management is telling them, hey, like there's going to be more opportunity this year, maybe more than than there have been other years. Yeah. So I, I look at it that way. Like maybe so maybe they are telling them I that they're going to get some time about I forget who tweeted it out. Obviously, it wasn't Kevin Weeks because he's hacked, but um, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I forget who tweeted out. It was one of those. Might have been Elliot Friedman. I could be totally wrong, but they kind of compared these one-year deals compared like to Mike Brown, Mikey Brown of uh, the Kings. How they he got one year, mm, one bill, and then handshake the agreement. And then yeah, yeah then I could see that maybe with Swayman. Swayman, yes. absolutely. Do you think Frederick's gone? I don't think he's gone, but I think he'd maybe want a little bit more money than the Bruins are willing to go. I mean, that's I mean, because there's a lot of comparisons. There's a lot of comparisons that he's right in between. And who was it just a few days ago that got four mil? Um, Brent Brent Howden. He got one point nine for two years. That was like I thought the most comparable. There's oh four mil. There's someone else. Um, Day prior, I don't. I'm not sure if it was Lightning or Rangers. 
Oh, Ross Colton with Colorado. He got he got a, a pretty good payday, I'm pretty was that, sure. Was that, was that who was? I, I, could I be think wrong. so. It's kind of hard this time of year to keep up with stuff when you're not. Oh, especially when they trickle in. But yeah. the, they have the, so much cap room next year that it's like it's gonna have to be thirty million, like, dude. Listen, like thirty million next year, like we're gonna pay you then. Like we're really uptight, yeah. and the cap's projected to go up. I think four to five mil, but you can't really mm. believe anything. Uh, mm, Gabe Bladardi <laughs> got three point four. Maybe that's, what that's who you're thinking of. I fucking. But I'm, I'm excited for for Lucic to work with guys like Frederick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Frederick could easily be like, not I'm not saying Lucic in his prime, but he could easily model his game after what Lucic was like. Lucic was a killer. We've seen Frederick do it at times. He almost put up 20 goals this year. I I don't know. I'm with, I'm with Marina. I think they try and get him to take a one year deal to uh, what's it called? Like handshake because they did it with Zach last year, right? They gave mm-hmm. him all the money that they could, and then and they, they were signed like, him in season. And he yeah. said, "You know what? Thank you." Yeah. And then he popped off think. too. Yeah, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah, currently- it's kind of scary to think that like that's your first line center at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But Coyle's Coyle's capable of being a. 1A, 1B, but I feel like he, he's better off being the 1B. I feel like you need a Bergeron. Obviously, you need like a guy like Bergeron to be the 1A situation where he can kind of sit back, not necessarily have to worry about offense, but kind of just play his game. Because you saw, I mean, you remember the years of 2019 when we brought in Marcus Johansson. Yeah, and he was on fire. Last year, him and him, Frederick and Hall, like what that line was. You saw offense out of him. And and that's kind of always been his game is he shows flashes and then kind of disappears or he gets snake bitten. Uh, I, I don't think he has the off, offense to keep up as a 1A, 1B situation goaltender. And I don't think Zaka necessarily does either. I think he's better off as a winger, but I don't know. I think when they signed Coyle to that contract, they anticipated him to take that next step as a centerman, which, but he really found a really solid role playing that third line centerman and getting the PK minutes and just using that big body and helping those big wingers too. You got Hall with that speed. You have Frederick with the size. You saw that line. And what was the line before too? The year before that Coyle was on that just was buzzing. I forget. It's when they switched Hall up to the second line center. And then he was with like Frederick and I want someone else. And he just, I feel like Coyle just went off and he ha- he has tendencies. He's kind of like a streaky player too. He's a playoff player too. Oh which I yeah. Love that's what I was going to say. He's a real playoff guy. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I think it's hard to play that way. 82 games a season. That's what I was going to say. And I think he's a good second line center, but he's a great third line center. So it's, yeah. It's always hard. I mean, you saw the first year Krejci was gone, like how difficult that kind of transition was for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's more up for the task this year than any year. Um, I think he had a great season last year. And I feel like like it's now his time to step up. And that's what guys talk about all the time. Like, you know, these guys are gone or these guys are doing what they're doing. And, and it's time to step up. I think it's funny. We haven't heard any news about Bergeron. I can't yeah. remember when he signed last year. But I feel like it was around this time. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Is he coming back or what? I could not tell you. My gut says no, but I think, you know, you win the Selkie. 
the year prior and then I, and then you retire i don't think that's ever happened in, in a sport where you win an award and then you yeah. the guy retires yeah so i maybe not um but i think we'll find out soon i mean i fucking hope he's back he's I know. I, I, okay my it, opening it night pill to swallow <laughs> my opening night lineup has to be marshawn bergeron and lucic like i want to oh see God, the three imagine. of them you know what i mean like imagine yeah. imagine the buzz in the garden it would be insane because well, the, the Bruins front office just wants to distract you from what happened in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Buy these jerseys. Just quickly move on. From it. Oh, they already yeah. got me hook, line, and sinker. I'm waiting for the jersey to <laughs> yeah. come out so I can buy it. <laughs> I mean, the only good thing going into next season is we have, say, Bergeron doesn't come back, but we have Lucic back. We have these jerseys, and our pick is top 10 protected, too. So. Like yeah, hey, we is. could be in the top ten. I, th- next. I don't I see that's... that happening. We're we're still too good to. I think when you have Pasternak, like two really good goalies, you know, Lindholm, like it's tough to be like, oh, like the Bruins are going to be a- picking in the top ten. At, but at the same time, who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, stuff happens, right? Well, yeah. I mean, remember when we got Sagan at two? Like just that, <laughs> yeah. that weird. I mean, that was obviously Toronto's pick that we had, but still, it's just yeah. how weird things happen. But Marina, I don't know if you follow uh Dominic Tiano. I think I said that right on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, um, I think so. At least I've heard out, of him. I know him. Yeah, he put out a tweet a few days ago that I think it was over the this past weekend that he was hearing that uh bergeron's been working out hard i use air quotes there oh shit did i miss that i've been off twitter he's been working yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's been working i know i saw like your most recent tweet was like days ago i'm like oh shit yeah no i've been trust me i've been enjoying my summer (laughs) i've been off twitter didn't you go see uh didn't you go see taylor swift Oh, that was a highlight of my summer. Yeah, Just I was gonna say <laughs> couple. It was, it was truly the only thing getting me going. I remember talking to Feidelberg right after the stream, and I was like, you know what? At least I have fucking Taylor Swift coming up. In <laughs> couple weeks. I love it's, that. It was truly the only thing getting me through the next day. It's like, all right, I got Taylor Swift coming. Taylor Swift coming. Guess what? Taylor Swift is is now over. I have nothing to look forward to. <laughs> so besides the centennial season. Yeah. So I mean, it should it should be interesting. I think I I mean I'm just gonna Bergeron's got to come back. Yeah, so it's it sad is... that this is the state of affairs where it's like we're begging a 37 year old to come. Oh, I know. Back I and know. Play. But the uh, thing is, but it's of like course, it's it's Bergeron. So if it, it'd be different, like yes, he's lost a step. He's 37 years old, but it'd be different if he wasn't an elite player still. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this, and guy, I like think you that said. is. I think that's got to be high on his list of like I can still do this. Kind of like Brady, how Brady retired and unretired because he knew he could still compete at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what does he have to prove anymore? You know, I know yeah. he is Mr. Selkie. He's one eight well, billion I, Selkies. I just feel like he has that itch. Obviously, I mean, every normal player does, I or most players, I feel like. But I think he just has that itch to get one more Stanley Cup. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, they're all chasing it. Well, that's Lucci well, said he didn't come here for mm-hmm. a farewell tour. Well, worrying me about last season is watching behind the B, and maybe I was just thinking too much of it, but it seemed like with behind the B and clips that you would see, like, all right, man, like Bergeron's really having fun this year. And I know obviously it's easy to have that much fun when you just keep winning and you're dominating in every lo- aspect of the game, but he was it seemed like he was just was really loose in front of the cameras and i'm like fuck this might be his actual last season like he's having too much fun right now like he's 
he's too loosey goose in the locker room in front of the camera. They also lost like four games. It's fun when you're winning, right? <laughs> yeah, and I was at all fucking four, dude. The last yeah. Marina get this. So I went to I went to a good amount of games this season. I forget how many total I went to. Uh, at after least the eight. Winter Classic. Oh, all year at least eight. Yeah, yeah, at least eight. But the set, like, I went to the Winter Classic. They won that game. That was the last game they won that I had gone to. I no, went to several nice. others after that, and then I went to Game Two of the first round. They lost, and I passed up Game Seven tickets because I, I went back to Warren Tavern because that's when they won. That's respectable, though. I respect that a lot. Where it's like, I, all right, yeah, maybe that's... I'm the problem. Yeah, I, res- hi, I respect hi, that me. a lot. People were calling me out I was, on Twitter um... too. They were like, "Don't go to the fucking game, <laughs> dude." No. I have that same thing about in the Stanley Cup. I was in the building when the Blackhawks won in 2013. Oh. I was in the building for Game Seven. I've seen two Stanley Cup celebrations on the oh. Um, oh. on the Bruins ice. So if they ever make it back to the Stanley Cup, I might be watching from home. This, might be, if it's this, a cup clinching game, I mean, I might be home. This really is therapy. It is. <laughs> Let it all out. Feels great. <laughs> yeah. We what just all have to find our good luck spots next year and just really yeah. embrace that come playoff time because I just, you know, they had a minute left. They couldn't finish it out, couldn't close oh, it out. And oh, this is the Pasternak yeah, knob and uh hits Bobrovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. We won't relive it. I relive it every Makes night. Makes me feel better that nightmares. they lost in the cup final. Yeah. yeah. Like no, it, it it does. I mean, it also makes you feel a little bit better that they made that kind of a run too, in a sense. But yes, yeah, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I, like you'd rather lose to the team that like went to the. Yeah. Also, I'm right? glad that they beat Toronto. I mean, if if Toronto <laughs> beat them and we lost to them and we blew that series, the way just the way it ended for us, and Toronto ends up. Yeah, beating, that that's true. That would have hurt a little more. That would all, all my Toronto buddies are always like. Yeah, but it was the most historic season ever. I'm like, you guys only won a game and you barely won it. What are you guys even talking about? Yeah, right. for people to say it's like not a choke for the Bruins, I'm like, it absolutely is. Like, oh, no, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely like you have the best team in NHL history. Three to one and you had a lead with a minute. Oh I'm getting it. What, what I keep saying to Boosie is I'm so sick of the regular season. I don't care. Just get in at yeah. this point. Like we've proved I, I we're want... the greatest regular season. What is it? Three presidents trophies in the last like 12 years i'm done with them i don't need them anymore yeah, i almost want them to go in on like on a losing street or yeah that's that's what i wanted to see during the regular season i'm like at least lose like three or four in a row i think they (laughs) lost what three in a row once let's have some adversity here yeah Yeah, i remember that one like it was like it was around the all-star break we're like oh this team's going and we were talking about that on the pod we're like all right we're glad that they're actually losing to like shit teams they (laughs) lost edmonton it was uh, Chicago. It was Edmonton, Chicago. Detroit, Chicago, and then they went out to Minnesota and Winnipeg and kicked the shit out of them back to back, and then went to Buffalo and won like eight one or something. Yes, like that. yes, that's right. Yeah, so it was like, okay, we're back, I guess. Because <laughs> you were like, I feel like all season long, if we're being honest with ourselves as a Bruins fan, you were kind of waiting for that drop off at some point, right? Like. They can't yeah. keep. We can't have nice things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. didn't think it was sustainable. Yeah, it, it, they were just like, because if you're looking at the team itself and then you're looking at the Tampa Bay team that, what year was that when they had that historic season as well? 2019. 2019. 2019. Mm-hmm. Like, they lost to Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the first yeah. round. And um, like you go back. Dabrowski. 
fucking a always come (laughs) both seasons man or both teams but like if you look at those rosters you feel like that tampa bay roster was the better team than the bruins this year and they were just like but i don't know obviously the chemistry was there the coaching was there obviously montgomery was the right hire and everything but it's i don't know it's kind of like why i'm i'm not like thrilled going into the season because of what happened last time but it's like all right like let montgomery learn from his mistakes i think mm-hmm. he kind of got out coached in the postseason with some of his like yeah. Olmark was clearly hurt we found out you know he was indeed hurt like probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have played him when you've been playing both your goaltenders slightly equal all year so i think you know let him make mistakes learn from him and then you know it's a new chapter new season we'll see what happens and i think it's nice to have lower expectations a little bit yeah i mean by two games in i'll convince myself that this team is winning the stanley cup no matter what but i already have a future yeah like it's (laughs) that's just how it's gonna go like i'll convince myself but um so it's kind of i guess nice to kind of be an underdog a little bit and just not really knowing how the season's gonna shake out yeah, I, I, I can like, I mean, it's kind of like how we went into last season, too. I mean, new coach. Um, I don't remember your thoughts on we don't have to rehash it, but obviously the Cassidy firing ended up being the right move for both parties. And Monty was the guy that me and Brett wanted. So we were excited for a new. It's always kind of exciting when you get a new coach, but like you were missing so many key guys to start the season too. It's like, all right, tread water by December right. and see Dude, biz had us missing the playoffs. Yeah. No, well, he's, <laughs> you know, I think Wick gives it to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's biz. That's yeah, yeah. That's what I'll say. What a guy. Um, <laughs> I couldn't, I, I wanted Toronto to lose just so that would blow up in his face. Um, yeah. But that was ninety percent me salty about the Bruins too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if they ended up winning that series, then I I would have oh. listening to. Spain. I think they would have went to the final. I think, I think they, they would have broke through. I think they would have went to the final. I live two hours from Toronto. I would have. I don't know if I would have made it through the rest of the playoffs. Honestly, <laughs> like, yeah, it's brutal up here. I need Master Matthews to leave so bad. Yeah. Come to the Bruins. I want him to go to air. <laughs> oh, so so many people are trolling uh Toronto fans by making awesome. Hand up. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah, bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it is fun. I mean, Toronto's just kind of Toronto fans are kind of just a layup at this point, despite them actually right. Making- it's almost too easy. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah. they don't even have a goalie, and their goalie's asking for five million. They're like four million already over the cap. <laughs> that's what I don't understand. What's don't, gonna give there? Yeah. You have to imagine. Neely. I was hoping Bertuzzi was going to hurt their pockets. I hope he was going to get a fat contract from Toronto. Mm-hmm. It was going to be the only way I could kind of drink my sorrows away. It's like, all right, he got a bag. Nope, one year deal. Yeah, one yeah. Year deal, five and a half. But I was just happy to learn that that it was never offered to Boston because that one hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The whole situation was weird because, as I mean, we talked about it earlier in the episode. But as soon as Hall was gone, you were like, all right. But he's coming back, you know. Right. It was, just, it was such a perfect fit, where it was like, yeah, you know. And he was a dog in the playoffs. 
Oh, he was, yeah, he was so excited to finally play in the playoffs too. And just, he, he was, I know. he was good. And, and same with Hall too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Despite having a bum knee, he was phenomenal in the playoffs too. So and it just goes to show that like no team really could pony up this year, despite Bertuzzi having an unbelievable playoff. Like, no, I think yeah. a lot of teams are really punting to, you know, UFAs the next year because they really have no no other choice. I mean, there's still some big names out there too. Patty Kane, Tarasenko, like, Imagine Patty Kane in Boston. I know. I thought about that. A lot of people are against that. Just why? Why? Like, because he could be a shithead, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, I get that. There's so many shitheads in the league. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, if that's what we're basing the business off of, like, there's shitheads at every workplace. I mean, he's a stud coming into the league at 18. Like, you're in over dude. You have too much money. Like, you win, you're winning Stanley Cups. What are you gonna do? I, I would have done much worse things. Let's be honest. The, the funny one, or the one that surprised me the most, is Tarasenko. I'm surprised he hasn't signed. Yeah, me too. Yet. I think he's. I think he's kind of in the same boat where it's like yeah. he maybe thought he'd get a little bit more yeah. money, and he's willing to you know wait closer to the season. Matt uh, to see if something Shea? opens up. What's your name? Hey Shea with the Athletic at Hey Shea Shea something Haley. Yeah. Yeah. Haley. yeah. She had a tweet out a few weeks ago. I was watching a live stream. I forget what it was on a Monday night and I'm watching live stream. She put a tweet out saying like, it sounds like Tiersenko is going to be a hurricane. I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. how, like how's this fucking happening? They get bunting. They get, they, they got have like else. all those balls. They in got the Orlov. Orlov. I know they gave yeah. Orlov a bag. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. 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 So I, I wonder where Tiersenko was. Yeah. The Tony D'Angelo thing too was so weird. Like now yeah, he's like just a free agent. Yeah, who knows? Like, Maybe he'll sign in Carolina. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's and it's so weird too. Like I'm over. I just have cap friendly pulled up. There's like eight to ten teams over the cap already, like a decent amount. And it's just like I I don't I don't understand where these guys are gonna get their money unless they're going to teams like Buffalo, Detroit, Arizona. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it. It it's it yeah Gary I don't know I'm a big I don't hate Gary I get what he's done for the league and you know he's grown the I mean, league a lot just to not be able to run it back with that last team we just had so, oh, so much. it's so brutal and like bonus overages and all those like the yeah. rules it's I know so Bergeron and Crazy cost you pretty much four million in overages this year and you got you knew that going in so it's just it's the price you make for going all in really. It's so funny too. Well, it's not funny. It sucks for us, but teams have like saw what we did last year and see what kind of cap restraints we're in going into the off season. No one's giving out bonuses this year. Uh-huh. Everyone's like no bonuses. There's yeah, no so money. Why I hope Toronto gets absolutely fleeced when they have to trade away Nylander. If they don't, I'll be so mad. They like, who, like oh, they have no other choice. Like, how are they <laughs> going to clear space? It's insane. Like, you need a goalie. Sense. Yeah, yeah, you need a goalie. I New mean, in Boston would be awesome. Him, him and hey, Pasta. him and Pasta grew up together. Just saying. Sweet. They played tennis in the offseason together, huh? Yeah, they played in the Swedish League together. I'm pretty sure yeah. when they were like 16. They just, I it's mean, funny. It'll be like Sweeney, like eyeing Nylander, but it'll be like Alex Nylander instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Nylander at home. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Nylander at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we shopped at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so one of my questions for you next was actually a DM that we got, I think, but I won't go to questions just yet. But I am curious to 
here, I mean, outside of Lucic, I guess, but the other signings that we made, who are you most excited to see? Like, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact? And what are you most excited to like? Which player are you more? Most the Pavel Zaka this year. Well, no, I think like, Morgan Geeky. Well, I think Morgan yeah. Geeky of all of them, I'm the most excited about. Um, versatile oh, guy. I think he can kind of slide up kind of wherever you need him. I think only at two million will be a bargain steal for them. Um, I like the Shattenkirk signing. I mean, you needed a right D. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they did end up signing. I think Ian Mitchell's a right D too. So they did end up kind of filling those holes. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about Morgan Geeky. Um, I guess you kind of just gotta see if Bergeron and Krejci come back and see kind of how those centers shake out. Um, yeah. but out of all of them, I think Geeky was like, Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. he took a little less coming to Boston two years. So I I'll be I'll be fired up to actually watch him and, and see him. And him sit coming in off the bat saying, Well, like I signed here because they promised me a bigger role. I was like, oh, okay, this kid wants to get the work. Yeah. You could like yeah. tell that he's you know, he he's he's not just coming here because it's the Boston Bruins. Like he's like, I see an opportunity where I can move up the lineup, play some more minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he seems kind of cocky too, which I like. You know, like he he's got that edge to him, it seems like. Yeah. You no, know, he definitely seems to have an edge to him, which I like. Uh he's a big body. I want to see him be possibly a little bit more physical, but also if if he's gonna be a right winger or if he's actually gonna center the fourth line. That's what I'm kind of anticipating waiting to see because he's one of the I'm excited for JVR too, just to see what he can do. Um, assuming that he's going to be healthy this season and actually on a decent team. But Geeky, I I would like to see him this season at least playing as a third line right winger with Coyle, because I feel like him and Coyle could just I mean I feel like if, they would complement each other really well. Yeah. And if you're but I think you're gonna to look at guys right? like Lauko kind of be up there, yeah. you you know, and whoever will be fighting for whether it's Steen, um, you know, and those kind of guys, you're kind of I think they're just gonna kind of see who really fits best. But if, I like Geeky's versatility, he said he can kind of be um, up up all over in the lineup. Um yeah. It kind of feels like a year where we're going into it, like who's gonna like Sweeney, I guess, is like, all right, I've put these players here. Let's see who makes the team out of camp. You know yeah, what I mean? Funny. Like this it almost opportunity. reminds me of like the early 2010s, like 2013, 2014, 2015, with like the Ryan Spooners of the world, where it's like, oh, is Claude <laughs> actually gonna play him like this year <laughs> yeah. and shit like that? So it's yeah. kind of funny in that sense. And and you know, Beecher's a center. He could he could be on the fourth line this year. So I think it, it it's really interesting kind of how training camp will shake out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to see some young guys get a chance, but I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what Zaboral can do this year, to be honest. They have to figure it out this year. Yeah. It's like, all right. Like, He's on a great contract. He what played great before here? his injury. He got a little bit ridiculous with him last year, too. Like, I get it. You were fortunate enough to be healthy for that long on the back end, but I mean, you couldn't squeeze him into one game. and Especially like, knowing yeah. Lindholm had a broken foot. Since That's what, and those Detroit. are the, the things that it's like, like all right, you know, Omar. Lindholm, you're up three one. You know, yeah. I know you. I know it's hard to tell these guys to like sit, but man, like that's where Monty let the inmates run the asylum a little yeah. too much. 
Yeah, I mean, Bergeron. And I get why. Like, I'm sure it's fucking hard saying no yeah. to these guys, especially yeah. the kind of year that they had, and they all want to play for each other and stuff. Well, but... Allmark scored a fucking goal. <laughs> <laughs> How do you tell that guy he's not playing in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, he just, he was just one, obviously, the best goaltender in the league all season long. I mean, he won, he lost what, like fucking five games? Dude, he that. won 40 games. <laughs> he won 40 Some teams insane. didn't even win 40 games. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he takes a step back this year? Or do you think he's still on that Vesna type level coming in next season? It's hard. I mean, it's anyone's guess. And like his value has truly never been higher. I so know. if the Bruins need it, say they kept Bertuzzi, maybe he's a guy that that they deal i mean only making five million which is a little much i think for goalies but for the kind of year he had i mean that's that's a steal right there so it's hard like if he is kind of a bust this year then it's like ah shit like kind of revisionist (laughs) history where it's like sweeney why don't you deal him but i i can't imagine so I, i think he's finally comfortable and i think especially with him and swayman just like that bromance truly does go a long way um, even though they're both kind of fighting for the same position, that like they're just such great friends and such great, you know, competitors, really. Yeah, I, don't, I can't imagine him taking a step back, especially when you have guys like Lindholm and McAvoy back there. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's going to be a completely broken defense back there. So I can't imagine he takes a step back, but if he does, I'm gonna be like, motherfucker, we should have dealt him when, yeah. when his value <laughs> was Sweeney's truly as high as it'll ever be. Yeah. yeah, dude, he might get fired if they <laughs> like. I don't know what that man last. needs to do to get fired. No, he, he'll yeah. never get fired. I fired him 800 times in my head. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first year I didn't want to fire him. Let's yeah, let's that way. Um, yeah, I, I think. Are you surprised that we're going potentially probably going into the season with both Allmark and Swayman on the roster? Yes and no, only because it's such a strength, right? And you got to you know, keep the pocket deal... of the net. Yeah, you had to deal Hall. You know, you don't know what Bergeron and Kutcher are gonna do. Like, I like it's going to be a worse team on paper than they were last year. That's just a fact. So I think you know you got like you said, you got to keep the puck out on that. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me. Um, but if they really wanted to clear cap, that's a route they would go with. But I think they are looking at it like, okay, it's just this one year is going to be miserable cap wise. And then, you know, they'll have another year old mark and we'll kind of kind of go from there. I think because he's on... sorry. Go ahead, Brett. No, I was just going to say, because the guy Swayman is, I think they're kind of giving him the Zaka treatment last year. Like, hey, we're going to we'll pay you. You're a goalie of the future. It's going to happen. But for now, we need you to kind of play ball. And if you want to be running mates with Hallmark still, this is the only way that you can that we can do this with, you know, like you said, fielding a roster next year while also keeping the puck out of the net. So like right. it goes, it, it works both for both parties. But like I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Swayman sign a 1.1 or one year 1.5 million dollars or something like that, just to get through. Cheap. Yeah. 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 It'll yeah. be interesting. I like like Mark Shifley's guy, I think he wants out of Winnipeg. I'd be shocked if Winnipeg wasn't asking for one of the goalies. Grinelli teased. Whether, yeah, yeah Grinelli whether, was fucking teasing that. I think I think it's something where it's like where the smoke throws fire. I yeah. think Shifley would be awesome here. They'd um, want Swayman so, though, I think. Yeah, they'd want a goalie. And so maybe you kind of make it work that way where it's like, all right, we're getting a, a roster player. I'd probably want him, you know, signed further. Yeah, I'd want um, the extension. 
So maybe there's balls in the air, maybe there isn't, but I think arbitration hearings are coming up soon. So I think mm-hmm. we're gonna find out pretty soon. On I both think they Rutter start tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, and they yeah. usually, I, I'd be shocked if if ours went to arbitration. Sweeney's yeah. never been to arbitration. Really? Never. That's, He's always settled yeah, beforehand. That yeah, shit I'd gets ugly. But I mean, yeah, it, I, it's I, basically uh, here. Here's why we think you're a horrible you're player. The worst. And why you're only this, this <laughs> one. Like it's, I, I wouldn't want to go either. I don't know yeah. if Swayman could handle that. To be honest, he's just too I, good of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's ruthless. Oh it, yeah, it really is. And then you got to play for them after, which is even crazy. Yeah. So you got to look. You got the rest of the year to be like, oh, Sweeney just didn't tell me I'm the worst fucking goalie. Out. And like I could have done <laughs> and this. And then this, you got to go better. into extension talks halfway yeah. through the, year, the year after. It's like, oh yeah, we didn't actually mean those things. We want you to stay. <laughs> yeah. You're actually the greatest goalie in Bruins mm. history. <laughs> I, I forget the exact dates, but uh, both of them are in August, so early August. Yeah, it's later. Yeah, so. It buy it buys them time for sure. I'm not worried about it. I'm okay if you lose Frederick. I, I it would suck, but I'm okay with it. He's. I just can't picture that happening. Like, I like why yeah, with this roster turnover, kind of like this. Why yeah. would you let that happen? Letting another yeah. first round pick go. Right. Well, like you have in. You got to imagine both of them see all the money available next year. Like, there's got to be. But it's also tough to be like, because like if you do have a bad year, exactly, it's tough to be yeah. like, well, well, I'm gonna put keep all my doing one year basket. deals until yeah, you get that. I always side with players. I'm like, get as much money as you can. Like, yeah, get the I bag. like get the like. It's a business. Get your bag. Like that's why I never complain about Tory Krug wanting to go out to St. Louis and get mm-hmm. his money. Like, go get your bag. But Andy yeah. got a no. Said, what is a no move clause? Like, yeah, got a no move and no trade. Yeah. So it's just like at the end of the day, it is a business, and and like they are trying to fleece you at times and and whatnot. So they're already underpaid as athletes. If, yeah. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they don't make something happen. I mean, how great is how great was it as a Bruins fan to see Krug just say no? I'm not going to Philly. That was hilarious. Also, and it's his fucking right. It's yeah. like well within and, his right to say that. Like, what was the last time people you saw will complain like about that? That's too. insane. Yeah. yeah, the funniest part is he didn't go because he wanted to play with Hayes. <laughs> he was like, "No, Hayes is coming back. I want to play with him. I'm not going yeah, to yeah. Philly." Because no. Philly was willing to trade him again. They even told him that. I guess that's the reports coming in. If he got he double was... retained and came here, that would have been awesome. Give me that crew, was, give me Louis yeah. Cage, let's run it back. Oh god. Oh, give me that 100 percent 2015 cup, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've but, won the um... most Stanley Cups in revisionist history. <laughs> yeah. Like I've always been like, if Aginla came a year earlier instead oh, of yeah. Yager in 2013 cup. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. It's just it's gonna work out one of these years, right? Yeah. I mean, of all seasons, so. of all seasons, it's probably gonna be this upcoming year. It's probably gonna be without Bergeron, without Krejci, and somehow we're just gonna go on this historic run. Well, yeah. dude, history says that if you look at a lot of teams that like go to the Cup Finals, they go after the year after they won the Presidents Trophy. Well, in 2010, uh, what's their name came back from down? Flyers came back. Flyers. Yeah. Three nothing after they Krejci. Krejci. Yeah. And then the following year, just fucking redemption. And then one of uh, one of our buddies on something's brewing. He had one of someone filling in for his co-host. Uh, our boy Sully had someone filling in for his co-host this past week, and I was listening. I stopped it. It was right at like the twenty second, twenty six minute mark as I was listening, 
and this dude Zach had the balls to say that 2011 was a fluke. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm not listening to this week's episode. <laughs> no. What an idiot! Yeah, how can you say that? The disrespect. But uh, all right, well, we got some questions to answer um, and some other stuff to get into. But before we do that, we got none other. I know you guys have been waiting for it. He was on the podcast last week, but. It's been a few weeks since Bobby's Corner because we kind of gypped him last week, I think. Yeah, we did. We got another phenomenal Bobby's Corner as we welcome it back. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the beaches of Winnipeg and Bobby's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Bruskin. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Only Bruins and Black and Gold Productions, baby. How we feeling? Little bats for ya. Breathe Armageddon. Shit gets me pumped up for the weekend. It's been a while, eh? A couple weeks. Loving it. I missed you. Let's get a cold one opened here. Happy Friday. Maybe you're drinking coffee. Maybe you're listening to this a couple weeks down the road. Either way, I'm happy you're here. We've done some hella streams lately. I hope you've enjoyed those. They've been a blast to do. Shout out to Meat Man, Ace, Bees, Memes, and Lauren for jumping on on uh, Twitch on Wednesdays. Playing the boys, play chill. This past Wednesday was the first time I uh, got to chime in with the mic. Did some coaching, did some chirping, did some laundry that was picked up. Hey, I only got one day off a week, okay? I got to get everything done. And sometimes that means I got to multitask, you know? So if you hear me breathing heavy and shaking pants out, just know I'm just working, baby. I'm just working. I don't play video games. I don't have a game console. We may have to talk about this, though. We may have to start a petition... Not a petition. A GoFundMe. Because it's my understanding that Brett needs a new Xbox. He has an Xbox One. I feel like I'm calling him up pretty hard here. But I don't know what that means. But apparently it's old. We gotta start a a Kickstarter for Brett though. Get this man a new Xbox. They're playing on some old mod. I don't know. The only gaming system I have in my apartment is a deck of cards. Right? And every now and then I have the homies come over. We'll play blackjack, you know, and I'll give them the deck and I'll say, hey, do some shuffling. And they'll start shuffling. They'll go, Bobby, you ain't got no diamonds. You ain't got no clubs. And you ain't got no spades. And that's when I inform them. It's because I only play with hearts, baby. I only play with hearts. Speaking of heart, Tuesday night, Shan and Tanya were doing a live stream themselves. I thought I had missed it. They were about three hours in at the time. Turned out they were still rolling, and Shan was kind enough to invite me on, so I jumped on, and it was a lot of fun. Like I said, they were at about three hours. We ended up talking for another five until the stream just abruptly cut you off because apparently streams have a hard curfew of eight hours. We talked about everything. We talked about anything, and we talked about absolutely nothing all at the same time. It was a blast. Shan had mentioned during that stream, and I had seen a few times online, of starting their own podcast, but being a little bit hesitant to do so. 
I've seen folks talk about wanting to start blogs but being hesitant to do so. Just hear me out and listen, as the Americans do. Listen, listen. If you want to do a pod, or you want to write a blog, or maybe you just want to do a TikTok or a video blog, 24 hours may not seem like a lot of time in the day, but if you structure your schedule well enough, 24 hours is more than enough time in a day. And let me tell you, there is nothing that I would love more to do than to take time out of my day, whether that be an hour, 15 minutes, or 5 minutes, to listen or read what you have to say. Try it out. If you want to create some shit, do it. Because I'm going to let you know right now, if you put out something and it's not good, just keep making it. It'll get better. And if you try it out a few times and you don't dig it, no one's judging you. You tried it. You did it. You did more than what most people would have done in that situation. So try it out. Just do it. We're here to support you. We're here to check it out. And we're here to listen, read, or watch. I'm with you. Give me a shout if you need tips. Because I also don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just crushing beers and talking about hockey in the middle of the summer. And I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. And let's talk about some hockey. Let me take a sip first. Let's do this together. Right? You have coffee, you have a water, you have a BioSteel, you have a Gatorade. Let's take a sip together. Here we go. Three, two, one, drink. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're a few weeks in to the offseason. We're removed from free agency by some time. And we're even deeper into uncertainty. As of me talking to you right now, in this moment, Bergeron has not mentioned what he's going to do. They haven't settled what they're going to do with Trent. And they haven't settled what they're going to do with Sway. I don't have a mirror ball. I don't know how to read CoStar. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do want all three of them back. And I'm super excited to what Trent's going to bring to this team next year. I think if you want to talk about sneaky, sneaky players that are bound to have a career year, I think Trent Frederick is one of them. Now, the narrative that we have dealt with all summer across many platforms is the same narrative that we're going to talk about all next season. And it's the first round. It's what happened in the first round. You know, three up, three to one. We all know what happened. But it's the questions. It's the nagging. It's the dissecting. It's the ripping apart the entire situation. Does it suck to lose our trade accusations? Absolutely. But on the bright side, I feel like the fellas we brought in are in the same boat as us. They just want a fresh start. They want a new year in maybe a familiar city, maybe a familiar jersey. But there's something that they were attracted to in Boston. We won 65 games last year. And you don't do that on, on a fluke. They're still going to be a good team. They still might even be a great team. And you look at JVR and Kevin Shattenkirk and where their their careers have been in the last few years. I mean, 20 years ago, they were at the U.S. National Development Camp, and now they're playing on the same team. 
But, I mean, you had JVR. I mean, he was the second overall pick. Rookie year goes to the Stanley Cup final, loses, floats around the Flyers for a bit. Things kind of go south there. He goes to Toronto. He's trying to end the curse. He ends up being on the wrong side of history many times. And then goes back to Philly. Plays out his uh, contract. And it and we all know how it ended. It didn't end well. I mean, it was a shit show. I, they, they crashed and they burned. And they're still burning. So for him to come to a stable organization with a great history during the centennial year, very excited to what that's going to rejuvenate in a guy like JVR. Because believe me so, $1 million for him for one season, that's a bargain. Kevin Shattenkirk, I think, you know, he's a bit older. He's, you know, he's closer to retirement than we'd like to all admit. He was great in St. Louis. I mean, this guy was shut down defenseman. I mean, it's, you know, and obviously they couldn't afford to keep all of those guys in the back end, especially with Petrangelo's contract kicking in at the time. But, I mean, he gets traded to Washington with the expectation of him taking him to the top. You know, they they come close. They lose in the second round of the eventual Stanley Cup champions. He signs a, a, a team-friendly deal in New York. And then he gets dumped. I mean, he gets cap-dumped. And he gets bought out. And, you know, he wins some cups with Tampa. I, when he went to Anaheim after the Tampa uh, wins, I thought he was just going to play out his days. You know, I'm retired. I got my rings. I got my money. I'm going to sit on the beach. So to see him in the twilight of his career come to Boston, very surprising, but I'm really into it. Once again, refresher, some rejuvenation, trying to overcome maybe some disappointment from last season. Anaheim, they, they, they potentially may be the New Jersey Devils of the, the West. I mean, they're a team that should be taking a step forward, but isn't getting anywhere near it, right? And you look at uh, Geeky who played on Seattle, you know, lost in the draft uh, from Carolina. And the Carolina fans loved him. As soon as they signed him, I got a few of the Canes fans sliding to my DMs telling me how happy they are they ended up with us and said, hey, you're going to love this kid. Enjoy him. I mentioned on a few podcasts, you know, I watch a lot of Seattle because, you know, living in central time, and like they're, they're always on, right? And he's just a guy that I love to watch play but just never thought we'd get. Because there's no way Seattle let go of a player like him. And then here we are. And he's on a prove me deal as well, which I really like. He's got some room to grow. He's got some opportunity to try it out. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And then you got a guy like Milan Lucic. Who, and I know a lot of people don't like the deal. Some people didn't like the bear track stuff. He's not going to play 82 games. And he's not going to play 20 minutes a night. He understands his role. There's a reason why he came back at the the price that he did. But it's awesome. I mean, he's like he said it many times. He's thought about it for the past five years of coming back to Boston. And there's a few different times when they announced some signings and maybe some media outlets mentioned, hey, is JBR a guy that the Bruins might have needed last year? Is Shaddy a guy that the Bruins might have needed last year? Are these guys going to change? What happens if they find themselves in that situation again come April? I don't know. You don't know. They don't know. But there is one thing that I can take a wild guess on is if there is one fella that we could have potentially used in that playoff series last year, it's Luch. Is he going to score the game-winning goal? Probably not. 
Is he going to maybe boss around Kachuk a little more? Probably. Where I think you can really get an influence from a guy like Luch, and I know some people hate it because you had Fliggy in the locker room, you had Bergey, you had Mackey, you had great leadership. But if there's one thing I think that team could have used in either of those games, whether it be 5, 6, 7, or going in overtime in Game 7, maybe even overtime in Game 5, is a good laugh. And Luch brings in a good laugh. I mean, two things I'm going to reference here. I want to say it was the 2002 playoffs. It was Colorado-Detroit. Game 7. Detroit's nervous. Colorado, probably nervous. But Detroit, this is potentially their last shot with the Eiserman court, right? And before Game 7, the assistant coach just told jokes. No game plan. Just told the boys some good fucking one-liners, cracking them up, put them in a good mood. They won 7 nothing that night. And one of my all-time favorite Luch stories, outside of Boston at least, is 2019-20 season. The Flames were kind of a floundering franchise. They were a bubble team, just on the outskirts of the final wildcard spot that the Winnipeg Jets had taken, and we're running away with it. I know it's not the best time to revisit. I believe the Bruins are first in the league. We did win the President's Trophy technically that year. And Luch decided he was going to ramp up the boys. And he dyed his hair blonde. Didn't tell anybody. Just showed up with blonde. I mean, the first time he did it, he, he fucked up the bleach and it was orange. <laughs> so he looked like uh, the villain from The Incredibles. Got to be blonde, though, because yeah, that's what you know the minor league kids do. They rip up the boys. And then Zach Renato did it as well. And you know what? The Flames went on a little bit of a tear there towards the end. And they got to the bubble. And they're the team that beat the Jets. They lost in the first round against Dallas. We all know the famous shot of Kachuk throwing his hat. But it's those little things with Luch that I think you're going to find value in having him around. And let me tell you, it's hella important in your life to have a friend who understands that you can't let the highs get too high and you can't let the lows get too low. Now, Luch has also stated that this isn't a farewell tour. He does plan on playing beyond this one-year contract. Whether that's with the bees or not, I don't know. But it's it's such a gift to get to see him in the spoke to be for one last season. And after what happened last spring, it's a nice jolt of positivity to have in the organization, to have in the fan base, and just a path to look forward to on October 11th. In closing of this corner, I just want to mention how you know the bees are in that weird transitional period between who they were and who they're going to be as far as what the core is. And losing sucks. Losing sucks a lot. But for Sway to kind of experience losing in the second round of the Islanders and Carolina and Florida this year, you know, Trent getting to experience that, Mackey, Lindholm even to an extent. I mean, you Coyle, I mean, they were there in 2019 as well. They're all learning how hard it is to win in this league and how many things have to go right. And, you know, Luch brought it up. Something's Bruins brought it up. We brought it up. The 2011 team, they went through some pretty, pretty big heartbreakers leading up to that. I mean, 2008, lose against the Canadians, first round. 
Game 7 heartbreaker. 2009, sweep the Canadians, lose Game 7 against Carolina. Heartbreaker overtime, of course. We all have to talk about it. Then 2010, reverse sweep against the Flyers. Then they won it all in 2011, and that wasn't even the best Boston Bruins team that we saw in that era. I mean, the 2009 team was unreal. The 2013-14 team, unreal. So who knows what next season has in store for us. Anyways, I'm going to shoot it back to the boys, Brett and Boosie. Remember, every Monday, Great Our Love playlist drop. Hope you've been enjoying it. You've been great. I've been Bobby. And remember, we dissect failure a lot more than we dissect success. I'll see you next week, baby girl. Let's go, bees! Man. Look what you started! I saw this, uh, I saw Greg Dooley play this on live in like 2016. Shit was euphoric. She says. Just like 700 of us, not even like 300 of us in like some church. Just screaming the shit at the top of our lungs. That was the most euphoric shit I felt since the Bruins won the Stanley Cup in 2011. Haven't felt that high since. Believe me so, when we fucking win the cup again, I'm going to be blasting this shit and screaming at the top of my lungs, getting euphoric with y'all. Okay, I'm going to go now. Sorry. Bye. Another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. I was glad to get him back on Bobby's Corner. He got chipped two weeks ago. He was on last week. Bobby's Corner never fucking misses. What a beauty. We got some questions from people we got some dms questions some replies i'm going to start with the first one we kind of our man marty the meat man he we kind of answered (laughs) the first half (laughs) oh marty that's your beauty the second half of his question was what do you guys think is the biggest loss of the offseason not having a stanley cup (laughs) get this current moment yeah (laughs) losing last year (laughs) like bergeron truly goes bergeron yeah yeah my childhood ending in front of my eyes i don't know that's pretty bad (laughs) i'm just gonna start crying like if it's ever (laughs) if it's ever announced that he's i'm just gonna start bawling and (laughs) be like i won't believe it at first yeah like i honestly won't yeah just just the way it ended and then I think that's the worst part of it. Yeah. But then it's also like you don't want to see him go out where it's like, you know, the Bruins maybe miss the playoffs or the Bruins, you know. Yes. He did kind of go out on top in a like, way, right? Yeah. It's like, Selkie, all right, they had a season. We want to all win. Didn't happen, you know. But look at it this way. He came back from his injury and he lost every single game. Maybe he can't go out like that. And he's got to prove that to himself that he – is valuable in the playoffs, even though we all know that he is. But I don't know. Maybe he's looking at it that. Maybe he's a little. I don't know. I feel like. I mean, obviously, well, you already said Lucic didn't give you any hints or whatever. But maybe he's just Lucic coming back. Possibly. Well, obviously he's back, but possibly like lights a fire under his ass again. Kind of. You know, he just had his fourth kid. Uh, maybe I. I feel like I've heard some things, but I've also like, who knows. You want to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, I texted Feidelberg. So when Bergeron won the Selkie, they like released photos of him holding the mini Selkie. And I texted Feidelberg on Monday, June 26th at 9.45 p.m. 
I'm spiraling. Bergeron definitely got a nose job, right? Like his nose looks abnormally straight. <laughs> and I don't think you get a nose job unless you're done playing. And I said, or am I crazy? And he goes, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have noticed. But now that I say that, I think you're correct. Oh my I God. saw the report that an anonymous player says he doesn't expect him or Krejci back, but didn't think much about it. Now this has me worried. And I look at this photo and I'm like, that man has a straight nose. That is not oh my the typical God. Bergeron nose. That is, oh, I no. think he got a nose job. Oh, no. Or is it photoshopped? I mean, maybe there. I mean, it's a video. I doubt it. Yeah, it's, yeah it was a, was a video. Oh, yeah, shit. it was his. And that's the only speed. thing that's been like in my gut. Like, oh my god, I think. And he kind of looks bruised around the eyes too. I'm gonna watch that video on repeat till we get news. <laughs> <Yeah. on it. laughs> like, it's it's an, it's the only thing I've thought about for the last. I almost it's almost been a month. Oh I'm like, I don't think you get I don't think you get a nose job unless you're done playing because that man is gonna break it in two seconds if he returns. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the amount that he gets hit in the face for being like one of yeah. the most respected players of Didn't all he time. Just break like, it this season, too. Yeah, he took the stick right under the but that being said, I think there's enough money for him to come back, which now makes me weary. Oh, like maybe he will come back. Yeah. Why are you keeping those act there's like it seems like even with projected Swayman and Frederick cheap deals it seems like there's about two million left over just in case and they can overage it next year you know Mm -hmm. with bonuses and whatnot for him as they should as he deserves yeah i was gonna say give him an eight million dollar bonus i don't give a shit i just i need to see him back (laughs) please fucking come back i think the centennial too i think if it wasn't the centennial i think the centennial is a is actually a big draw just like being the captain for the hundred senior is, yeah, those is an awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Awesome. Like, wait, you're just gonna? Are you gonna give? If he doesn't come back, are you giving Marsh on the C? Like, is it going to Chucky? Oh, that's a fun is, debate. You right? Like, Blackburn it's like today. His tweet. No, he put out a tweet. He was in season two of his be a GM mode on NHL, and I think he's simulating it because he does the whole <laughs> Twitch thing. And Marshan has the C, so he's like, "You got to be fucking kidding me right now." So, <laughs> I mean, they already have that one jersey where they prank Bergeron. They have that one. Oh Marshan my god! Yeah. His face. I wonder where that jersey is right now. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll, I hope Marshy has it. And people were dissecting. <laughs> I just think him. people around the league would implode if Martian was a captain. I oh think they'd God. be like, oh, fuck yeah. this. Like, he's not I don't even know if the worthy. refs would accept <laughs> it. <laughs> like, honestly, I think like <laughs> yeah. that's like that's a big thing, right? How many um, times do you see Bergeron dragging Marshawn by his jersey <laughs> out of like yelling at a ref? I think McAvoy will be a great captain. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun game. I think Martian mm-hmm. is worthy. You know, Coil is worthy. McAvoy I think, is worthy. I, I really think Past has grown a lot. I know it's like not For the sure. favorite, but like he's his leadership this year was just like. I don't know. I just felt like he really turned a corner and uh, like stepped up for, I know we didn't have that many younger guys, but like when you yeah. did see you, he was interacting with the younger guys a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of Carlo's a, t- a good dark horse. Yeah. Toss up between a handful of people. I, I can't necessarily see um, pasta getting it. Cause he, I feel like he's just too loose of a guy, you know, like yeah. just like kind of go with the flow. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's probably great in the locker room. And he, you know, he probably gets guys going and stuff like that. And he does his job and, and you know, it too, like if there's a, you know, C or a on your chest, it does, it doesn't necessarily matter. Guys will talk guys. I mean, you would see Felino often and behind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
lighting guys up and and that was one of the best things about their room last year is just they had so many great leaders and Mm -hmm. not that they don't this year but it'll be different for sure it that's a good thing with having like the most like you know one of the best leaders to ever play the game like bergeron's created this like culture there well it comes from chara clearly but like bergeron was always like the quiet captain right and it just the 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 leadership core that he's created like we're having a tough time even saying who could be the next captain because there's so many options right yeah that's yeah there's there's a lot of options and i mean i'm not going to be bummed whoever it is next basically no no it's not I think something where it's like, oh, that guy shouldn't have it. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't, it, I don't it, you're coming from Bergeron either way. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like, like the next captain. He really wants though. to fill yeah. those shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Mercy right. does take it for a year just for shits and gigs. <laughs> and just trolls the whole league. Yeah. Gets 130 points, trolls the whole fucking league. Oh, my God. Do you know how many suspensions he'd get for nothing that year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would just start slicking people again. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> but our next question is from bees memes himself who are the bottom six forwards going into camp and who has the most to lose in terms of a roster spot i think aj greer has the most to lose um i think boquist sign i'm like i feel like yeah that was kind of the writing on the wall for me um patrick brown i think is pretty versatile Mm -hmm. Um, i keep forgetting about him I know he's and, a guy that'll pass through waivers easily if needed. Right. I So they have some versatility in, in that sense where they're not really hampered by any contracts. Um, yeah. I mean, the bottom six, it's it's such a plug and play. So many people yeah. right now. But I think Lucic will be a mainstay. Geeky will be a mainstay. Um, and then you kind of have a handful of guys that will be vying for spots. I'm high on Lauko. I think he brings a lot, a, a lot of good energy, draws a lot of penalties. Yeah, that's I insane. That stat. Smarter, a little bit smarter, like maybe in his own in his own zone. But it's really, it's kind of nice to have competition in camp because usually the 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 roster is pretty much set. But no, I think a lot of guys, especially in Providence, are going to vie for some positions, and and it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a couple guys that surprise us too. That like yeah. no one is even talking like. It, it you even think about Lauco this year, no one had him playing any right. games for the Bruins this year. And like you Ian said, McLaughlin, yep. Beecher, Steen, Mikulov, yep, all those guys. Mikulov's really interesting to me. I, I mean, wonder he's... if they're gonna let him cook another year or Sweet. if they're gonna like and it's like you got JVR too. Like if Bergeron comes back, does he bump down to the third line? Like you know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of versatility. It's kind of a like a loaded question, right? Because like we were already talking about, there's going to be spots open in camp, and you got to earn them this year. And you really got to figure out who your centers are. Like is Zaka your That's number one center? Or is Bergeron one. coming back? I think yeah. Krejci's maybe more of a candidate for right before Christmas time. Yeah, um, he. I, I saw that hair on his body. About that, yeah. Yeah, I saw an article where he said that in a Czech paper. Um, he said he if he's coming back, it'll be around Christmas. In the World Cup of Hockey is that what it is that he wants to play? In? Yeah, it's in Czechia this year. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. But yeah, but and then to, his wife him saying that's back. odd because you have to lose in the playoffs to play in that tournament. Yeah. Do you, oh yeah yeah that's that tournament that's actually it's funny circle back real quick Lucic in that tournament played so good with Fantilli and that other kid I can't remember his name 
but uh, he finally got his gold medal because he never played World Juniors and the Olympics passed him by and everything. But it, it seeing him there, like that was, I guess, one of the first things Don Sweeney said to him is like, we were watching you over there and we want your leadership. We want you to bring that. You know, he doesn't have that $6 million tag anymore. So I'm, I'm so excited to have Lucci. He's going to bring a oh lot to the locker room, but he's going to just, so many guys are going to be able to play so much more comfortable now. Do you think him and yeah. Reeves fight that finally? That's oh, man. that's what oh, I wanted that to ask. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> under the lights of the that, garden. Like, I wish you asked him that. John Scott. John yeah. Scott. I didn't even him. think of that. Yeah. I didn't never fought till like two episodes ago. I think you said it, Brett, or Danny said it. Someone said it. Mm-hmm. Like it, they've never fought in their careers. I'm like, holy shit. Like, how's that, that fucking rule. possible? Oh. So that's why we're making sure we go to the November 2nd games, the first meetup at home. So, like, yeah, we, Toronto, Boston. Bye it's bye. so funny. Lucic comes back to Boston. The Leafs are like, let's get Ryan Reeves and pay him way too much money. <laughs> yeah. For fucking 17 years. Yeah. Sounds like that contract's never going to end. What do you get? Uh, three or four years? Something like that? Three years at 1.75. That's a he's, big contract for him. I mean, he's good a, for him. He's sneaky up there, too. What is he, 35? 37 they holy shit yeah, yeah. So that's that's a tough role to play with especially with a fast team as your agent so we'll see i mean they kind of tried it out with a more skilled simmons and it didn't work out so yeah poor I mean, guy he's, not, he's, he's not punched his tough. way out of the career or out of the league sorry yeah yeah he went down swinging i still can't yeah. believe greer fought him after that shift when he scored that goal. I, know. I was like what are you doing <laughs> Do you not know who he is? Check the game notes, bud. <laughs> I kind of had a lot of those kind of moments with Greer last year. Like, just, I mean, it, the cross check to Hawkins' face was yeah. a little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, Greer, I mean, Greer was, he's going to, I part of me wants him to be on the team come opening night just because he loves Lucic. I feel like Lucic could possibly help him out. He's no Lucic by any means. I mean, he doesn't have the size or strength that Lucic did when he was younger or his age, but maybe he can help him. I don't know. Find I wouldn't be shocked if he's the 13th forward, but yeah. I also wouldn't be shocked if he's in Providence, if that makes sense. Like, I, was I, I think there's when we looked at last week at how many regular season games he played, I was shocked to see it in the sixties. For some reason, it just did not feel like that. Mm. But well, cause Lauker, yeah, it'll be interesting. Impact. I think there's so many balls up in the air. With this roster that, yeah. you know, I mean, Laku's like, a lock, I feel like, because he was he he was really good last year when he had his opportunities. And I feel like he's just really going to flourish this year with a little bit more confidence and just I mean, he doesn't necessarily know his role yet, but I think he's eager. And he got that. He got that. Ex, what did he get? Two years, right? Dude, that like was two years for not yeah. a lot of money. Like yeah. 800 K. You got a first year. First year's a two way deal too, which is like, that shows me you want to be a Boston Bruin. Mm-hmm. Like if you're willing to do that, that's, that's which to is me, that's funny too, that. because he supposedly asked for a trade halfway through the season at some point. I think that was BS yeah, because he, think it could have been. Yeah. It could have yeah. been his agent working something because at that point he hadn't been called up yet, I think. Or mm-hmm. if he you hear was, that with so many guys too. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole friggin' I obviously. Wait, I just thought about. I was just gonna say that DeBrus came to my head. I'm pretty sure we got DeBrus with Lucic's first, the first round pick we got with from LA, which is crazy. They're gonna play on the same. Sweeney intended to to use that pick. I think they were trying to flip the picks. Yeah, they were trying to move up to get Hannafin. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, I think they wanted to move up to like four or five. Six. Something like that. Yeah. Six, maybe. Yeah. I remember seeing the report like earlier this summer, but uh, it's kind of all blurred. But let's not talk about that draft. We won the cup in 2015. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they're still bringing it up because <sighs> who was it? So it was one of those analytic oh, things. You know, I saw so, it. So, someone brought it up because Senishin. Oh, yeah, he signed. Yeah, he, he signed, signed in, in Germany. Germany. Oh, I think he signed in Germany. Yeah. 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 So people brought up 2015 again. It's like, fuck off already. Like, fuck, man. I mean, you completely ignored that you got Pasternak. You you have McAvoy. Carlo in the second round. Carlo in the second round. Like, I think. It's also just rare to have three right, you know, first round picks. Bam, bam, bam. The only other time it's happened, the other team biffed too. I think it was Detroit. They picked three times in a row and and they fucked the picks up. Everyone. It's like, oh, you could have had these players, but if you look at it now, you, you can say that about every draft. Or, yeah, oh, yeah, every draft, and you wouldn't be able to afford any of these guys if you drafted. I mean, <laughs> you'd barely be able to afford one of them if you. Yeah, hit- if you had Barzell, Shabbat, and fucking DeBrusque, like, who are you gonna give the money to? That's what everyone wanted. That's yeah. that's who everyone wanted. No, to what, yeah, dude, it's so funny. Actually, I saw that somebody online did a redraft of the. Um, I think it was Jay Fresh. He did a redraft of the JVR yes. draft, and Boston was where JVR landed. And I was like, <laughs> isn't that ironic? <laughs> no, he's he's a good follow because he does, and I think a lot of them he'll do votes too. Like he'll mm-hmm. he'll put it together with fan votes and whatnot. Um, our third question is from Tommy Bennett. You have a night out in the north end of Boston. You get to bring two Bruins players to party with. Who are they and why? I feel like we all have at least one person, the same person in mind. I think we can. I can speak for all of us when I say Lucci just it has to be one of them. Yeah, I'm not going to you... choose him just because of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to Bross for sure. And then my other one. It's a tough one. Trying to think of like who really gets down. <laughs> I mean, McAvoy would be fun. Yeah, I feel like Lindholm's like one hell of a guy, and like yeah. we just don't know much about him. Undercover party. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go DeBrusque and I'll go Forbort. Uh, I think I'd be just laughing all night. We'd have yeah. one hell of a night. <laughs> they would. They would just be chirping each other nonstop, and it would just be good times in in that sense. Um, so oh, yeah. I'll go with those two goons. I I could I could I could see that I. I can, I can see more so that, like you you've seen videos of Jabrowski just ripping just up. ripping up dance floors yeah love it love I it feel like Forbort's kind of like an airhead just like chilling and like just will chirp everyone and anyone and just have some beers and good yeah time. it doesn't matter like who he's around like yeah. it, it, it'll be fun either way just because he's got something to say yeah. uh the, the two I'm gonna go with I'm I want to go with Chucky just ever since that video of him at the Celtics game where he's like dancing oh, that was yeah. all time and uh I want to go Marshawn just because you see you saw the shirtless pictures and stuff but I've always wanted to meet Swayman and I just think he's undercover just like one of the funniest guys on the team so I gotta go with those two yeah that's what I mean my two guys would have been uh Lucic and um yeah, God, you just Marshan, one hundred percent. I feel like I feel um, like Marshan's such a layup though, because like yeah. I want to be around that guy all the time. He's yeah, just yeah, a great yeah. fucking guy. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. bring it back to twenty eleven, Lucic Marshy oh parties. My <laughs> oh my God, I'd love to be a fly on the wall during that cup celebration oh at Foxwoods. Oh my God, 
Oh, God damn. Him and Sagan. Fucking A. Just. <laughs> oh, the fella's just getting after it. Yeah. If I'm, man, if I'm thinking. Shit, you guys pick some good ones. I'd have to go. I'm surprised no one said pasta, to be honest. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm letting him get his sleep because he just had a baby. Yeah, so I yeah know he's true. Not you know what that's right about. Yeah. yeah, I know all about the first couple months of, yeah. of life with a newborn, and you're not God, doing much. You're changing diapers, so, you're feeding, and oh, that's it. He looks so cute with his kid. It's, yeah, it's, I'm so oh, I'm so oh. thrilled for him. And then Coyle's, you know, having a baby mm-hmm. soon too, so gonna be nice to have some dad strength. Yeah. yeah, I think Pasta comes in on fire this year. I think he's gonna rip it up. I hope. Yeah, not have to worry about a contract. Not yep. to worry about mm-hmm. anything. I think it'll be really liberating. Really, the only thing he has to worry about right now is who's gonna be a centerman going into. Yeah. But really, I think he'll elevate anybody. Really. Yeah, that's what someone he's gonna get his goals regardless. Our DMs mm-hmm. earlier today asked us, "Would you trade Pasternak?" It's kind of a side note. Um, would mm-hmm. you trade? Pasternak for Connor Garland and um, Elias Peterson, Pedersen, however you say his last name. I instantly said no, just because no. the money and you have a 60 goal score. Pedersen did have a hundred. Pasternak's the face of the league. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Like this guy is so marketable. He's a superstar. Yeah. Like I literally am looking at the picture in Marina's background of the Barbie, with him yeah. wearing the pit vipers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know how you trade that. That's my thing. I, need, I like Pedersen a lot, but no, I need a lot more to give up pass or not. Me too. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and I feel like that contract is very fair for both sides. Um, especially when, as the years go on, like especially yeah, when the four years up, from yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to look like Pedersen's Pedersen's due for a contract after this upcoming season, I believe. So, but what no I one need, talks about is the con Lynn Holmes. In like two years, that contract's gonna be ridiculous. Six point five million, like yeah. that's insane. It's for Norris caliber defenseman. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for how he played this past season. But everyone, he's a horse. Everyone, yeah, everyone is gonna tie it to like the Felgers of the world are gonna tie it to his playoff. Who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're we gonna get that. He has zero here. points in the playoffs. Like, yeah, in two playoff insane. season, which is insane. Yeah, that's a lot of weird stat. It's that just, but he was hurt wrong. both times, so yeah. it's hard to. Well, like, and exactly. you find, I feel like, oh no, I was just about to say, I feel like you finally got a healthy Pasternak, but he didn't. The first shift of the series, mm-hmm. he friggin' what was his groin or something like that, or back? I forget what it was, but he messed oh, up something. Man. Obviously, some, I mean, Dude, he's still produced though. Another one that just came to mind when Hathaway took that cross check to from Kachuk, he was just like invisible after that. Because you can tell, like, he got so messed up. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm sorry for me keep bringing no, it I, I, I know. Therapy sessions. <laughs> so therapy sessions. Therapy. Uh, I'm going to cancel my therapy this week. I'm but I go tomorrow. <laughs> I had mine today, so I'm getting fucking two for one, baby. Double time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's nice to bang it all out in one day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I'll cry about it as I'm editing this. That's all. <laughs> but... Um, I was yeah, I was surprised Hathaway wasn't more of a dog in the playoffs, to be honest. Because how many times has he been a friggin' pain in our ass against us? I mm-hmm. mean, so but that I think that's just it's just revisionist history. You could say that about yeah. literally everybody not pulling their weight because um, of the I, result. Yeah, I mean, really, literally everybody. I mean, there wasn't there through wasn't your rookie, rookie I mean, quote unquote goalie in game seven again, third time in a row. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's got to (laughs) stop. That's my biggest thing about the series. Swayman should have played game two. Yeah. We we knew Allmark's rib was cracked. Montour just went fucking sicko mode, too. Like, I I can't see him. I mean, he's a hell of a player, though, but I just can't necessarily see him producing like that again. Do you think that's why the Atlantic teams are loading up with tough guys is because the Kachucks are in this division now? It has to be. I mean... Well, one thing Sweeney did say, one one thing that Sweeney did say is that he didn't like how we kind of got pushed around in the playoffs. And I think obviously that was one of the reasons why you bring in a guy like Lucic, even a guy like Geeky. I mean, JVR, who isn't a physical player, but you're adding size, so, something that you haven't really had a whole lot of. Mm-hmm. I mean, no and that's why was... I was shocked that they didn't try and keep Bertuzzi as hard as they did, because mm-hmm, I yeah. think he's a, he's a greasy guy and he's he's a true true Bruin in that sense. So oh, he was he's the poster ass. child for a Bruin. Yeah, yeah no I tooth. Mean, he tried to steal stealing sticks. sticks. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. I mean, he's rocking. That, that's another thing too. Every yeah, just the tip shirt. Um. Every player we signed wasn't there wasn't a single player under six feet. So there's like clearly like a message being sent to the locker room, like we need to get bigger here. And like I to be honest, I would love to see a line of Frederick Coyle and Geeky all six three. Yeah, that would be a nice line. That's hard when that's like your second line. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I don't want that to be the second line. Right. People were getting mad at me because I was like er, before uh, free agency when I was trying to fill out a roster and I had Lee Sell on the right wing. I'm like, he is your second line right winger right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Tom Wise for sure. Are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're so yeah. depleted. It's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting season that we have come coming up i mean a lot is still a lot of unanswered questions because i i shouldn't say a lot but i'm just really down the middle and excuse me i feel like you have a log jam on the back end too like i mean someone mm-hmm. has to go and i'm surprised someone hasn't yet i'm surprised a guy like grizzlick has isn't gone and i don't Dude, think grizzlick i would have i would have asked for a trade well, that's that the they, they keep you keep hearing reports like, "Oh, Bruins are worried about how he'll produce in the playoffs. He tends to get pushed around." I mean, he had that injured shoulder last year, and then I think he had something going. Oh, he had oh he had the surgery for that shoulder in the off season. So people are like, and obviously he's undersized, but man, like you can't. And forward had a really brutal series too, so it's like. His... And with injuries too, like why yeah. playing Lindholm? Yeah, yeah. No, I, like just Saboro's right there. Like but I don't know. I don't and know. Lindholm was visibly bad in the playoffs. If we're being honest with ourselves, like, well, I mean, dude, playing a was... one foot in the NHL, like that's yeah. that's I. And then scratching Grizzly for uh, Clifton when he hadn't played in five games, mm-hmm. like just some questionable decisions. But that's where Monty needs to learn, and it yep. sounds like. Even in like, uh, like I, I forget. I think he was on, uh, Chris Nyland's podcast, Harry Knuckles or something like that. And he was, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Raw Knuckles. Raw Knuckles. There we go. Um, <laughs> he was talking about how like he fucked up and like he learned from this and like you know. It just sucks kind- that the fuck up happened. You know when it did. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like how do you tell Bergeron, like first ballot Hall of Famer, he's not playing Game Five. 
No, it, exactly. It's, 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 it's easy for me to tweet that out saying you got to tell right. them, no, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of stuff's easy from Twitter, but yeah. Um, yeah and but kudos to kudos to um monty for even doing that interview and you know just like you you and then you hear his speech oh at at the awards like you can't be i mean despite the outcome and like the choke job that kind of happened and him overthinking it and all that you still you got to be so happy for the guy. I'm proud he's my coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Very I could proud. be happier that he's my coach. Like it's it's an yeah. awesome feeling. I'm so happy for the guy. Uh, it, it it is truly phenomenal what he did, and not just for the Bruins, but what he did for himself and mm-hmm. just like His family. I, yeah, so it's awesome. It's, it's awesome tough to look it, yourself in the mirror like that. He could have easily hid this off season, but he went right on a podcast and he talked about it, and mm-hmm. you know, then he got up there uh, took his reward and well he got up there at the reward show took his reward and you know had a nice little speech that was kind of like a tearjerker and you couldn't be happier for the guy like you want to see guys like that uh succeed and and of course the worst case scenario happened for the bruins was cassidy winning it all i'm mm-hmm. so happy for cassidy and yeah everyone, it doesn't bother as me as much it didn't uh, bother me at all like that's yeah obviously you you probably saw twitter after that he's dude. a good coach yeah like we knew that like you know what i mean and like the entire nhl is just a recycling of these coaches exactly. like, what did you think was gonna happen then the quote comes out of bergeron telling mark stone like you guys are going gonna win the cup this year if you guys bring cassidy in it's yeah. just that like, doesn't surprise me either. That's yeah. just I think it's just two high caliber people. I think both things can be true. I think he outstayed mm-hmm. his welcome, but he's a great coach. Like I think you know they needed a change. Montgomery has done great things. Yeah, it sucks the res- end result. You know <clears throat> Montgomery messes up, and you know Cassidy wins the cup. But that's fucking life. You, you even look at the other the guy who was coaching ac- across the bench from Paul Maurice. He did the exact same thing in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. He was like, "My message is dry. They don't listen to me. I, they, you know, it's not fun coming to the rink anymore." Like, mm-hmm. goes to Florida. That they that's exactly what Florida needed a drill sergeant. And like, that's the thing that people forget too. People are like he got out coached by Paul Maurice. Yo, what are we talking about? We're talking about a Stanley Cup champion guy who's a killer, one of the best motivators in the league. Like. He just got out coached it happened. And it just goes to show how different the postseason is from the regular yeah, season. It's, it's a different animal for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think one thing that certainly didn't help the Bruins was Keith Kachuk coming out saying the Panthers are soft and his son plays soft and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> just woke up. Yeah. That was a totally and Paul Maurice going, Yeah, that was everything we needed. Like <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> and it was because I mean we don't have to talk about the penguins and blackhawks, but holy shit. Oh man. God. All Crosby had one job. One job. One job. <laughs> I know. No, they. they no, I'm pretty sure he was hurt, actually. But whatever. Well, let's. Yeah. Actually, real, real quick before we send it off. I mean, I, I think we're both all kind of biased in this, but well, obviously we all are. But there, I saw a tweet out. I forget who tweeted out, but they did a pick them basically Crosby or this pat just mm. based off this past season contract and all that. Crosby or Bergeron at this age, like going into next season, who would you pick? Like, I didn't realize how good of a season Crosby had. I knew he was having. They had ninety three points. Yeah, like like so quiet, so quiet. Yeah, quiet with a concussion in there somewhere. Like, I just, it's kind of hard to 
to to vote against Captain Canada, but then there's also the argument like who really is Captain Canada in a way. You know what I mean? But it yeah, like Crosby is one of the great he's one of the greatest of all times. And Bergeron, I think, is the best two-way player to ever play the game. So I'm biased, but you like how do you not go for Crosby? Like imagine Crosby on that Bruins team last year. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like him him between even just Marshawn and Pasternak or even put DeBrusque on it. DeBrusque and Gensel actually play a pretty similar style. So I uh yeah, it's kind of like obviously biased. I want to I'd pick Bergeron all day, every day, yeah. but Crosby's all of Crosby. our answers are Bergeron, but they're actually Crosby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if it guns to the head, yeah, we have to pick Crosby. But like if... Crosby, Crosby started doing the whole uh like I'll take less to win more because Bergeron and him are buddies, and Bergeron did it first. Like, you know, like it, they won golds together. Yeah, like, I think when he was on spin tricklets, he said something like that, right? He's yeah, like, he said the reason why I did it is because yeah. pre chase Bergeron. Yeah, so like that's that's a cool feeling. Like you want to I mean when Bergeron's Crosby centerman and in international play, like it's kind of hard not to be like I'd take mm-hmm. Bergeron. You That's know, why I wanted the Olympics to happen Ugh, so I bad know. because I wanted one. No. We could kick your American ass. Yeah, I know, dude. I know. <laughs> Fuck off! I just really wanted to see Crosby and Bergeron and Marshy together McDavid. again. McDavid, one more. But also, I want to see what Austin Matthews, guys like that, can do for USA. Like, imagine if- Ma- Matthews and Kachuk on the same line. Yeah, I think someone drew up like the roster and they put both Kachuks on the same line as uh as Matthews. So Matthews can just fucking no one's whatever he wants. Do whatever Mm -hmm. he wants. He can just snap wristers from center ice and just be fine. Go into corners, no one's gonna touch him. But mustache heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that just that just about wraps it up for this episode. Is there anything we missed, Brett? Anything? Marina, you maybe want to touch on for this Bruins offseason? Anything at all, I can't guys? Think of anything. I do have one question for you, Marina. How did okay. you get how did you start working for Barstool? Um, so back in God, you would think I would know the dates by now because I feel like I've <laughs> told the story a couple times. Um let's say seven years ago, because I'm coming up on seven years of Barstool. Um, I actually had my own bra- blog, uh, Weekend at Bergies, and Dave Portnoy followed said blog on Twitter. I kind of shot my shot um, on Twitter DMs, and then about a year later, I was going full-time. So it happened pretty quickly, um, basically just doing social media, doing brewing stuff, doing whatever, um, and kind of got my foot in the door that way, and, and it's developed kind of into what it is now. I I still mainly do heavy social media um for day for barstool and then it's fun i get to talk about the bruins on the side so it's truly you know i pinch myself all the time i dream job like that i get to wake up and do this every day it's truly unbelievable and i can't imagine doing anything different and so i'm I'm blessed in a lot of ways in in that sense but yeah i just i started a blog I just talked about the Bruins on social media and I just leveraged it um, down the line into, you know, I could do this for Barcelona. I could do this for Dave. I could do this, you know, for Chicklets, for Foreplay, a lot of different brands. And so just being versatile, being kind of a, you know, having my hand in a lot of different things um, helped a lot. And I'm forever grateful for Dave and for everybody. And I could not be happier and could not be you know, 
I get to do this every day, and that's something that a lot of people get to say, and I don't take that for granted. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I've I've always wanted like because I've followed you for a while and stuff, but I didn't know like the complete backstory of it. So that's awesome. Yeah, to back hear. in the Luchich days, yeah, I was yeah. just hammering away on the little tiny logging block. it up. Yeah, just grinding. That's awesome. Love yeah. that. No, that's that's awesome. I think I even asked you the same question when I had you on three years ago. I think it was on the old podcast that we don't talk about, but um <laughs> no that, that's awesome you're obviously still thriving i mean you got a husband yeah, you're killing it last time i, I talked with it. you you just had a boyfriend or maybe you were engaged but i think i was probably engaged yeah yeah and now here i am baby yeah, house baby, married house it, married. it's crazy how fast and it makes me appreciate it maybe a little more and how special this year was not just because of the bruins run but because i had my daughter to enjoy it with and and yeah. i couldn't you know she's been to a couple games now and I, it's, it's just makes it a hundred times more special. Really does. That's awesome. Now, I must ask before we send off, I don't know why it just came to my head, but has your husband always been a Bruins fan or did you have to like, kind of, I converted that man. Oh, when I first met this you. man, he had a Henrik Lundqvist jersey in, oh, his, no. in his closet Yikes. and he was from Westchester County. So it wasn't surprising that he was a Rangers fan. Yeah. Um, but six months, I would say it took me six months and he was all in on the Bruins. He was talking to Lucic the other day, like <laughs> yeah. naming it up. And I was like, <laughs> he used to be a Rangers fan. Yeah. Where's um, that long so it's Chris funny. jersey? <laughs> yeah. I think Jake DeBrus yeah. gives him, I think Jake DeBrus gives him shit a little bit too, for being a Rangers fan, Love converted that. Rangers fan from, and now a Bruins fan. So it, it is funny. I have, I, I have like a very vivid memory of seeing his closet and seeing that <laughs> rangers jersey and i think it was like in our vows or something because his dad married us and i kind of like said sorry for converting him from being a rangers fan so yeah it, uh, it's he's full on bruins now you won't see him in any blue or red but uh <laughs> he was once many many i'd say a decade ago a rangers fan you, you, awesome. it, it was dicey at first but you picked a good one yep. i i knew <laughs> i knew i was gonna convert him and he, it, it just took me a little bit yeah he, he awesome. had no choice but didn't he also yeah. like get you a little video shout out from bergeron for your wedding so we ended up so we got engaged in 2019 um he had this whole thing planned and <laughs> when the bruins lost the cup I think he was wavering a little bit on proposing <laughs> because of, I was just so depressed. His depression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's um, so July me. rolled around. He ended up proposing. And so we were planning this wedding and then COVID happened mm. and we had to move the wedding. But we still decided to get, you know, married legally. So we had a small mm -hmm. beach wedding just to, to make it legal um, for like healthcare and like bullshit like that reasons. Mm -hmm. And so... It went from a 150-person wedding to a 20-person wedding, you know, with all these restrictions and whatnot. And at the wedding, he played me this video, and it was a bunch of my coworkers at Barstool, like, just saying congratulations, wish we could be there. Um, and then at the end, it was, or in the middle of it was Bergeron, and then <laughs> it was Marshawn, and then it was Tori Krug, and I was just like, how do you know these guys? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, what's, what's uh, going on here? That's um, awesome. So yeah, that was, seeing that was really special, and it's something me and Bergeron still talk about. Um, wow. And it's something we, you know, it's so funny. I think it's why I'll probably be so emotional when Bergeron retires, because 
he consumed my entire childhood and to get to know him even a little bit has just been unbelievable for me mm-hmm. and so, so to start out as just being a fan of these guys and then kind of getting to know them on a little bit of a personal level where it's like he's asking about my daughter mm-hmm. and before that he was asking about my husband and like wedding plans and that kind of stuff so that i think it, it, it's like i said about having my daughter it's it's really truly special and and that it means so much more than anything else, any win or loss, really, you know, following these guys. And so I sobbed like a baby seeing <laughs> that video. And then another coworker of mine um, followed it up with Matt Grizzlick and Charlie McAvoy and like Mark Savard and like all <laughs> these things. And so I, I just thought it was so special and so thoughtful um, on such a, you know, on such a day that meant so much to me, too, was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because on that first wedding day, the Bruins were playing. It was <laughs> August second, but the Bruins are playing because the they did the they COVID. did the the bubble. Um, the they were in the bubble in Toronto, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> all these videos came from the bubble in Toronto. So it kind of it, it essentially worked out because they're just bored in their fucking hotel room. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, doing these videos. So it, it was funny in that sense. Um just like knowing where they were and all that stuff but yeah it was very special very thoughtful um probably the best wedding gift i'll i'll ever get um and so to have that and to talk about that with them like you know throughout the years too um is special as well that's awesome that is awesome such i mean what great guys to have tied to your wedding too like just Great yeah, day. and it's just like a testament to them too. Like they didn't have to do that whatsoever. Yeah, and yeah. so for that, I think is also special. Where it's not just something where it's like, "Hey, Marina, congrats!" Like whatever. It was, you know, really Bergeron really put a lot of, you know, emphasis on you know love each other, you know, yeah. be there for each other. Well, that uh, that kind of stuff I think was was equally you know special. Yeah, it's one hockey players are the best, man. Yeah, it's like (laughs) I'm a nobody. You don't need to do this for me. Like I, like yes, I I work at at an unbelievable place, but I'm you know no like he treats me no different, Bergeron than someone else on the street. You know what I mean? And that's just Mm -hmm. a testament to more of how they are as people, Mm -hmm. um, and also as hockey players. So it's special that this has kind of come full circle. You know, having kids and being married now, um, just makes it all the more special. But yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride for sure. That's awesome. Happy for you. Proud of you for everything. Thank you. That you've I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate everything, you know, you guys do. So thanks for having me on. No, no we, we really appreciate it. Hope yeah. to have you on. Maybe when we get the official news of some guys, maybe we can. The yeah. second Bergeron says he's back, I'll, I'll be back on. Let's Don't go. There we go. I'll, I'll, I, you heard it I'll here first. <laughs> okay, baby. Right no, before yeah. you record Garden Grizzlies, of course. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. This has been a blast. This is the first time I've gotten the opportunity to talk to you, and it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I never thought I'd be sitting across the screen talking to you before. So this is <laughs> People awesome. say that, but I'm like the most accessible. Like you just DM me. I'm like, hey, what's like, what's going on? I'm, I'm the most accessible person. Well, the we, first we, time we I really ever DM'd you, that. I was hammered because it was the pandemic. <laughs> oh, Xbox. what's new? Yeah, I know. Shocker. <laughs> 
But I'm like <laughs> playing Xbox. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And then you replied, and I was sober the next day. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, guilty. Well, sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot. You never know what's gonna happen, who you're gonna talk to, what connections you're gonna make. I mean, yeah, no, you're you're an awesome person because you're very personable when we talk, and you're just obviously we're both big fans of you. Honestly, yeah. thank you. I appreciate. I truly appreciate that more than yeah. you guys. Know. I always look forward to your. Uh, I think I've 99 percent of the time I retweet them. Your game day tweets. It's a great night to mm-hmm. win hockey games so those are those that's so funny because i get i think i get that after like the barstool questions it's like what is that about yeah because the people they see it and they're like you're jinxing them it's like no i've done this for a couple of years now yeah, yeah and it's so funny because it started actually as a red sox thing in 2018 when they were in the in the world series like i was just <laughs> texting my dad like you know what's a great night to win a championship <laughs> and i brought it to the bruins Oh, in 2019 shit. they went to the cup um oh. i'm just next time the bruins go to the cup i almost can't even watch i think yeah. we're at the point where <laughs> yeah. it's like all right like tell me i'll listen on the radio or something but like yeah. i can't i clearly can't be in the building i have to get one of those watching, old school can't... radios yeah i was just gonna <laughs> sit by I, it. I will take that sacrifice for them to win the cup. yeah judge Surratt does a good job calling the game too so it's you know it might it might be worth it but yeah, whatever it takes to win. I mean, fuck, it's still yeah, pain. I passed yeah. up game seven tickets to uh, sit at a bar and hopes for a good juju. But it is what it is. We always have next season. But Marina, thank you so much for hopping on. Yes, we appreciate it. We're looking forward to having you on again already because th- this was a lot of fun. Um, thank you for opening up to us in this therapy session and yeah. getting it all off your chest. We appreciate it's, it. It actually has been really nice. And then yeah. <laughs> we we got another season coming up here soon so we're back in the thick of it yeah so hopefully good. some good news soon we'll see i mean july is quickly closing on us so we'll see it's season's going to be here before we know when when is rookie uh the the tournament thing fucking i'm drawing a blank september right. i think, I think the prospect middle challenge. september yeah oh it's not till september dude oh. it's in buffalo i thought I for some reason go. it was in august that's why i was asking i'm like all right we gotta get something here because well yeah i i forget i i it's always ever since the pandemic happened everything's kind of been a blur to me because everything either gets pushed forward pushed back it's all yeah nothing's ever i almost forget what like the normal time frame is Mm -hmm. but again Uh, before we wrap this up uh, plug all your socials and stuff yeah you can find me at marina k mar pretty much on twitter instagram facebook everything you can think of threads now it's funny to (laughs) plug that um, and then you can read my stuff at barcelosports.com. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it again. Looking forward to doing this again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Only Bruins. We love you all. Stay cool. Peace. Because I'm TNT. I'm dying now.